0: Welcome to 10 Things I Hate About Me, a podcast where we are quite literally making a list of all the things we don't like about ourselves. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest. You know him as the host of the Off Leash Comedy Showcase every Wednesday night at Fergie's Pub and as the prettiest comic in Philadelphia. Welcome to the podcast, the one and only Liam Paris. Hi, Liam.
1: Hi, Sam. <laughs>
0: Uh, Liam specifically requested for me to introduce him as the prettiest comic in Philadelphia.
1: Branding is important and I needed to Yeah, I gotta keep it.
0: All right, Liam, we are gonna just jump right in. Oh hell yeah. Our first segment is Roses and Thorns. Rose is the best or most rewarding thing that happened to you this week, and Thorn is the worst or most challenging thing that happened to you this week. I'll go ahead and share mine first. My rose was that earlier this week. Uh, Liam and I both had videos in the club video show that was part of the Blue Heaven Comedy Festival at Fringe Arts. And it was a good time. I had a lot of fun. And it was really, it was really cool and exciting to be able to share something like that that I yeah. worked on. I've never, I've never, I haven't done that in a really long time. Mm. Um, I was talking about it to somebody and I basically was talking about how like in college I used to do stuff like this. We used to do this thing called College Fest, which is like – not College Fest. What is it called? Campus Movie Fest.
1: I did Campus Movie Fest too, yeah. You did Campus Movie Fest, did Campus Fest too? I did Campus okay. Movie Fest,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's this thing where like it's, a, it's an organization that comes to like different colleges and they give you like laptops and camera, like fancy cameras.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they give you nice stuff.
0: And then um, everybody like shows it at a big thing. And I have, I know what it feels like to be at one of those things and have people be into it Mm -hmm. and to have people not be into it Mm -hmm. and to have it not show at all. So, yeah,
1: that happened to us too.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it keeps you on your toes. Truly does. And so it all really came rushing back to me sitting in the audience at club video. But it was, our video was very well received. It
1: was. I completely agree. I thought it was so fun.
0: Thanks, buddy. And for anybody who wants to see it and hasn't seen it yet, it is on my personal Instagram. Um, So yeah, that's my rose. The club video was good. Um, My thorn is that I forgot to eat lunch before I went to club video, Mm. (laughs) which was at like 4.30 p.m. Like, that that really doesn't help, like, the anxiety part of things when your, like, blood sugar is so low that you feel like you're about to faint. Like, I was asking my group of friends, being like, does anybody have any food? Does anybody have any snacks? <laughs> and, like, my friend Vic gave me, like, a piece of chocolate. And I, I think that is the one thing that kept me conscious during the show. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if I could do one thing over, it would be eating lunch hey, before Club Video.
1: Lunch super underrated. Nobody, you know. I feel like everybody skips breakfast, but then some people skip lunch, too, and it's just like...
0: Yeah, you know, people say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It's I lunch. would argue that lunch is the most important meal of the day. And lunch is
1: definitely the best meal of the day. It's so versatile, too. You can really yeah. whatever you want.
0: All right, buddy. What is your rose and thorn for
1: this week? <laughs> it's so hard. Okay, so, like, last week, I was away. I was in California, and I was resting and relaxing. And uh, it was so rejuvenating. I was excited to come back.
0: Rejuvenating.
1: I was rejuvenating and I was just like, ah.
0: Like a day at the
1: spa. Yes, it was a week long <laughs> day at the spa. <laughs> um, and when I got back, I, what was the rose? The rose was seeing every, I hate to be like, my rose is friendship, but um club video was great. There was a show the night before. And then I went to a dance party last night and it's just been so nice to see people. And it's so weird. Cause I was only gone for a week, but like coming back, I was like, ah, it's all my people again. And randomly there were a lot of events going on and it just was very sweet. Um, so that was my rose for sure. With the, with the video thing too, I realized like I haven't gotten to sit down and watch something comedy that I'm doing in like so long. And it was such a great experience. I mean, watching your video was great. Watching everybody in like the festival's video was so like, it was such a nice, yeah, of course. It was a nice communal thing. And um, I just, it felt so strange. And I was like, why is this the case? And then I was like, oh, because every other time that I perform now, it's like, I'm on stage while it's happening. So it's not like I can really, like, this is stupid to say, but yes, I watched a video of me with everybody else and we all got to laugh together. And that was such a nice feeling that I, yeah, have not experienced in such a long time.
0: Yeah, it was the kind of thing where, like, you get to just take everything in instead of, like, waiting for your turn to go next and thinking about the next thing to say and, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then freaking out about it afterwards. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So that was really nice. The thorn is definitely the other side of that, which is that I... Drank too much. I did not sleep enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went straight from the LA, like being healthy thing to um, really just <laughs> running myself dry. Um, and that has not been the best. So I am a little, uh little uh, run down right now. Um, and I think I just need to go back out to LA tomorrow for another week and,
0: and for another spa day. Yeah.
1: For another week-long spa day. <laughs> um,
0: they have spas here in Philly, you know.
1: I almost, I'm, I, someone asked me if I want to go to one tomorrow, but I, I you should say yes. Not do I should say yes. I should say yes.
0: <sighs> I, I recently got um a facial for the first time and that um, was very relaxing. Nice. So.
1: That's pretty cool. Where did you get your facial?
0: <laughs> um, it's called Birds of Prey. It's in South Philly. It's on, uh, Pashunk.
1: It's named after the movie.
0: That's right, <laughs> nice. and my facialist was Harley Quinn. Oh my God,
1: got freaking clown makeup on you, huh? <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs>
1: Wait, what? How much? How much sleep did you get last night? I got like three hours of sleep. I
0: I don't even know how much sleep I'm getting these days because Simba, my cat, wakes me up like every oh. three hours. So I don't know.
1: That guy's a menace
0: he is a menace he's sleeping right now but
1: you should go freaking wake him up every three hours
0: oh my god i really hell yeah no i won't do that to Uh. him (laughs) Uh, revenge revenge on my cat Uh. all right liam we have reached the part of the episode where we talk about where you reveal one thing that you don't like about yourself what is your big thing
1: so as I did tell you, I did prepare a little bit. Uh, I've been a very mm-hmm. uh, ardent fan of the podcast. So I'm trying to think <laughs> what the best place to start is. And uh, it might it might be my uh, stupid little uh, food allergy. Yeah. Um, I, I hate it about myself. Yeah.
0: What are the details of your food allergy? I know that you can't have gluten.
1: Yes. So I have celiac disease, which means mm-hmm. that I can't have bread or gluten, or wheat, or most soy sauce, or anything that is nice and convenient to eat. Um, but I also can't have, like, like it gets cross-contaminated too. So if you, like, made a mm-hmm. sandwich and then you made a gluten-free sandwich on the same board and you didn't clean it, then I would also get sick. Um, or if you fry things in the same fryer, it's such a thing. Uh,
0: That's scary.
1: It is really scary. And also, like, i can't tell right away like everything happens maybe like 2 or 3 hours <laughs> afterwards so it's never really like oh it's like i wonder what's going to happen and then i find out later and it kind of ruins the night or the next day or whatever yeah and i didn't get it until i was 22 <laughs> so
0: i'm sorry for laughing no
1: please it's it's so it's just like so funny and it's like i was always very like proud like we weren't picky eaters as kids because my mom just wouldn't fucking let that happen Mm -hmm. um yeah so like we kind of got that beat out of us so we ate whatever and i've always really like i always really kept that as a point of pride and i was like yeah i'm adventurous i'll try whatever Mm -hmm. and then i got this thing in the end of college apparently like it can lie dormant in people and then it'll open up if you're in a moment of great stress and Mm -hmm. I was directing a play that really just like made me lose my mind. (laughs) And I really hate the idea that maybe comedy uh, caused me to never uh, eat bread again. But um, that might be the case. Wow. Yeah. So I like was not picky for most of my life. And now I had to adjust to this. And um, it just kind of left me in a place where I'm really like not I try not to be, like, a burden on anyone, Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, I usually won't even bring it up to the waiter sometimes just because (laughs) I'm, like, oh, I don't want to get into all of this right now. I'll just roll the dice. Um,
0: I can kind of relate to that because, like, I, I don't know if I have a food allergy or, like, a formal food allergy, but I have a thing where, like, I will just break into hives I think that it has to be stress-related because Mm -hmm. I can't pin it down to any one food Mm -hmm. except for shrimp. There was a period of time where I would be eating shrimp, and then I would get hives. It got to the point where my roommates were like, Sam, you have to stop eating shrimp. We cannot let you keep doing this. (laughs) Jeez. And if I go to a restaurant and they'll be like, does anybody have any allergies? Like the people that are with me will like look at me and be like, is she going to say it? And usually I don't say it.
1: (laughs) Dude, that's exactly. Okay. Also, I am allergic to shellfish as well. I uh, can't eat. Yeah, I know. It sucks. That one I've had since like eight or something and I would ignore it. I like would ignore it because it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. I used to do a bit on stage. Where my old roommate would um, throw shrimp into my mouth. Yeah. And I would try to, yeah, I would try to catch it in my mouth. And then after I got the first one in my mouth, I would turn to the audience and be like, I'm allergic to shrimp. Uh, (laughs) And then they kind of wouldn't be able to tell if it was real or not. And then we would keep doing it and my eyes would swell up. And it was insane to do that. Oh, my God. I know. (laughs) Well, because it was never, it's not like I went into anaphylactic shock or anything ever but then one time after the show someone was like okay I'm a doctor and it's like if you keep pushing the allergy it will get worse so yeah don't do this anymore and i was like all right
0: yeah when i learned that i was like okay i need to stop yeah. <laughs> same thing with drinking cuz like i'm asian and i get like the reaction like the asian glow or whatever mm-hmm. and when you get that like your risk of, like, esophageal cancer goes up every time that you drink. <laughs> like but for a long time, I was just ignoring it. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I really need to stop. You
1: need to pay attention to this.
0: And now I'm happier for it. So, you know, whatever. But
1: I'm so happy for you.
0: Thank you. Yeah,
1: of course. <laughs> every, time, every time I go out, I feel you, though. It's like, usually I sometimes we'll say stuff and i won't and if i don't then my girlfriend just butts in and she's like i don't know why you didn't say this but now i'm gonna have to say it to the waiter and then <laughs> i feel like an idiot. um
0: girlfriend saves the day and the waiter is like why didn't you say something <laughs> yeah, i'm like i didn't want to be a
1: burden and then they're like well you being dead in the restaurant would yeah. be the burden buddy so let's just try to give you some help here
0: uh i Again, I'm sorry to laugh at your misfortune, but it's really funny that you're like, I remember the play that did it.
1: Yeah, well, it just, I mean, it has to be that because, I mean, maybe it just happened. But, like, that's the only thing that was going on in my life that was, like, causing me to not really sleep too much. Um, I guess also it was 2016, so that was not great. Uh, It was, like, November 2016, so that was also not uh, great. Famously
0: (laughs) hard time for many people. Famously hard
1: time for a lot of people. But. Yeah. It uh it was a lot and I hadn't really been in like a super big leadership position before. And this kind of plays into my freaking second thing maybe. Go for it. Um I have a really I have a hard time um being confrontational. Um I hate to bring astrology into the podcast. I have a Libra Mars. Um, and you know, you know, if you want to believe that stuff or whatever, it's okay. But like, I can distill it into Libra Mars.
0: Liam, I'm just going to say, I like astrology and I want you to expand on that, please.
1: (laughs) God, man, I'm going to sound like such a loser. Um, Mars is a planet of like, um, like aggression and like conflict. I'm also going to butcher this. So anybody that actually knows their stuff, I'm sorry. But, uh, there's something about, like, handling conflict in there, and then Libra is, like, a sign that's, like, airy and very kind of, like, not, maybe not wishy-washy, but just not as fixed.
0: Libra is obsessed with balance. Yeah. And compromise.
1: Yes. And I <laughs> can't ever, I have a hard time asserting myself um and, like, holding on to things when I'm, like, trying to negotiate with other people. So I was directing this play, and it was a lot of, different sort of egos and i had a hard time really wrangling everything down Mm -hmm. and i have been growing at that um for a long time i think but uh when i failed at it in the beginning it uh caused me to have a bread allergy so who knows
0: yeah all right liam we have reached the second segment of the podcast i don't know why you're laughing (laughs)
1: i feel like we're just we're cruising along we're going like 75 you know We're, we're just we're we're doing it
0: all right this segment is called let's unpack that i have a series of questions for you and you give me short answers if i want you to expand on it i'll say let's unpack that and we'll talk about it a little bit more okay all right the first thing is what is your hometown and what is one thing you don't like about it
1: My hometown is Bernardsville, New Jersey, which is in North New Jersey. And what is one thing I don't like about it? I don't like um, (laughs) a lot of the people there. Uh, I don't like going back and running into people who are still there, I guess, is like... um, Everybody who is kind of still there, and I hope no one listens, but <laughs> all very judgy. Like I feel like every time I'm home, I have to kind of explain whatever is going on in my life, and it uh, does not feel good.
0: Yeah, I I get that. Um, I I don't go home. Um, haven't been home in a long time, but there's always that, like, fear. Like, I remember the last time I went home, I was like, Dad, can you go pick up my food in the Chinese restaurant because I don't want to go inside because I know the people there because I used to work there and I don't want them to see me. <laughs> yeah. And it's always funny when people are like, oh, what are you up to? And you have to be like, "I, how do I even explain what yeah. I do? Because it's going to sound crazy to anybody that doesn't know.
1: Yeah. When I have to go home, like, if I'm, like, taking care of my dad's dog or something, like, I'd like plan my grocery. I go I go to the grocery store like the hour before it's gonna close because then I'm like no one will be there. Mm -hmm. I'll just be able to get everything and run out.
0: Grocery store elevator pitch for if you do run into people. That's my advice.
1: Good. It's just what to say to them. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> – yeah. just immediately start listing everything in your uh, cart and just <laughs> just talk about the food. Don't talk about anything else.
0: Put something in their cart. That'll be something oh, different. Now for you that to talk would about. be a little
1: wacky. Like, hey, I got too much. You get you get two of everything, so you can be like, I got two. Things, eggplants, why don't you just take these and then they're confused that you did that and then just run away. This is genius.
0: (laughs) When I was in high school, um, I was in like Walmart with my dad and we ran into our neighbors and their two kids and their kids are like very hyper and like pretty young, like four and five. And one of them, while we were just like having a little chat, one of them put like a whole, a huge thing of Capri Sun into our cart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that really made me laugh so i think about that a lot that's a that's my best recommendation for a, a diversion
1: it's just to throw things in the cart. yeah i mean the kid knew what they wanted i think that's great yeah you gotta yeah. you gotta take life by the horn
0: that's so true you gotta take you gotta take the capri sun by the horns
1: so to buy the little bendy straw
0: <laughs> all right what is one word that describes what you were like in college
1: oh uh obnoxious, I don't know, <laughs> uh, a lot for sure. <laughs> I was such a quiet kid, like I was very depressed, I did not want to take up a lot of space, I like didn't really feel like I was good at much, and then I got to college and found performing and like had a more like wider social life and everything. I felt like I had such a chip on my shoulder and I had something to prove to everybody. Um, yeah. and so I was definitely like running around a lot with that energy. Uh, and it, uh, caused me to definitely get like smacked down a few times, just <laughs> not like not actually, but like put in my place a little bit, which was also helpful and humbling. Um, and by the end of college, I felt more well adjusted, but I think, yeah, I was definitely, um, I was a, I was an obnoxious, uh, wacky, uh, tiny little uh, white boy.
0: Yeah, similar thing with me. I will say my main character syndrome was in full effect in college. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my Would god! Did you say
0: the same thing for you? Yeah,
1: I just had such a whole like, because I, I loved like Donald Glover from like when I was in like seventh grade or something. Mm-hmm so i was like totally like following his whole career or whatever and i was like okay so he went to NYU and then he did ucb so then i was like i'm gonna do that exactly and everything's gonna work out and then i'll be writing for television when i'm 23 or whatever so that was all just like shoved into my brain at 18. i really was like i'm the main character here and it's time to fucking bust through or whatever so yeah what kind of main character were you (laughs)
0: um There's one thing that I want to say here. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I've been holding on to this story for a little while, wondering when it'll come up in the podcast, because this is like a very formative thing in my life. Um, I wish that I had what you had, which is like that one person whose career you want to like model your own path after. Mm -hmm. that would have been really beneficial for me. But instead, I had a vague idea of what I wanted to do and was kind of just like feeling around in the dark for it. Mm -hmm. When I was in high school and in college, like my freshman year of college, I was really into SNL. Mm -hmm. And like all of the friends that I had in college, every Saturday night, we would all like gather in the common room and watch it together and stuff like that. And after a little while, I was like, guys, I want to be on SNL one day. And I think I literally like Googled, like, how do people get on SNL? Yeah. And it was like, oh, take like, do like improv, do like sketch comedy, just like try to find any sort of thing where you can be funny. So I auditioned for my school's improv team. Mm. And I went to one of their shows before I auditioned and, uh, and I saw them and I was like, This isn't really that good I think I could probably get on this team (laughs) And what I didn't know Was that You take classes Before you audition for an improv team Like there are improv classes There's a form You're not just getting up on stage Being like You know (laughs) So, obviously, I did not do very well at the audition. Mm-hmm. And they they have you, like, fill out a form when you do the audition that yeah. was, like, how long have you done improv? How how What classes oh. have you taken? And I was, like, none. Absolutely none. But that's
1: crazy. I,
0: I'm glad that they did ask because the person that was, like, in charge of the improv group emailed me after. He sent me a really nice email being, like, Hey Sam, you have like a really good energy and you're really funny, but I saw that you don't have like any improv training and I just wanted to let you know that like I really think that you should take a class at like improv asylum or something. Mm, So that was really nice.
1: That is really nice, yeah.
0: Yeah. Did I take the class at improv asylum? No. (laughs) I just took the L. I don't
1: know. I feel like classes are crazy and it is everything felt very like clicky sometimes Mm -hmm. and like a time where I got smacked down was I had this whole main character idea and I was like, I'll get on the improv team and I auditioned for the improv team and I got to like the last round and then I didn't get it and I was devastated. So then they also had a sketch team and I was like, I guess I could try sketch and I auditioned for that and I didn't get it and i was devastated and then they had a stand up team and i was like i've never really thought about doing stand up in my life but i guess i'll try this and then i got that and it's not what i wanted at all but i was suddenly like mm-hmm. okay like nobody wanted me so now i'm going to be a fucking stand up comedian or whatever <laughs> i feel like there's so much pressure in college groups to make something of yourself or whatever and then There's a whole wide world of continuing to do it afterwards that uh, really just puts it all into perspective. It's funny. This is not going to put anything on blast, but it's like, (laughs) I still follow the Instagram account for the like theater group that I did stuff at. Mm -hmm. And I think back onto like how intense we were talking about like what sketches we're going to get into shows or like who was directing the next play or whatever. And I looked at what they're putting up in Mm -hmm. a couple months and, uh, they're putting up a play that is Mario Kart meets WrestleMania.
0: Tight. And
1: I don't understand it at all. But with like six years of distance now, I'm like, oh, okay. I was a stupid kid freaking out over um, make-believe fun time stuff. <laughs> that was a tangent. I just... Uh...
0: No, you know what we're doing? I didn't say it before, but I'm going to say it now. We're unpacking this. <laughs> I, I feel like I always unpack this question, but I feel like it's good for this. Mm-hmm. It is really funny how, like, seriously, we take everything in college and we act as if it's, like, the thing that will set us up for everything else in our future. I don't. A lot of the time it really ends up being, like, when you're done, you're done.
1: Yeah.
0: My sophomore year of college, I was friends with this guy who was a stand-up comedian, and he would, like, open for a lot of the comics that came to our college. Um and I loved, like, eating lunch with him and stuff like that because he was the kind of person that was just, like, he always was, like, turning it on and, like, mm. had something funny to talk about and stuff like that. You know, one of, one of those. Mm. Now that I'm a, a grown-up <laughs> and I've been around comics, I'm like, yeah, he's one of those. those. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember one day I was like, I always wanted to try stand-up. I think he would be really fun. And he was like, No. No, you're not funny enough for that. No, No.
1: that's the (laughs) worst. That's like the worst thing I can think to do to a person. That's like that's the biggest crime against humanity is telling someone that they shouldn't do comedy. I'm so sorry that someone said that to you.
0: Thank you. I. It's just it's so funny to me because like back then I was like, oh, he knows what he's talking about, so I guess I'm not funny, and I played it off like, um, okay, ha ha ha, and now I'm like, you are full of shit <laughs> mm-hmm. i think i had this idea that like stand-up is like you just go on stage and you talk about stuff and i didn't realize that it is like writing <laughs> and testing things out and doing it over and over and over again if i had known that i would have just been doing it and not yeah being like, i don't know if i'm funny enough
1: i know it's i uh, not to be freaking virtue signaling or whatever but like that's the one thing i do to so many people is just go like why don't you try it why have you ever tried it um like, give stand up a shot, like, just do it once. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends that'll pull me aside and be like, You actually want that person to do stand up? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think everybody should give it a shot because it's a really great opportunity to just like see what it's like to put your ideas out there. And there are a lot of people that I would love to see do state of once and then never do it again because maybe I don't like their <laughs> ideas or whatever. But uh, I feel like everybody should have the space to try it. So I hate, you know, I hate a gatekeeper.
0: Yeah, that makes, me, that makes me sad even hearing somebody else being like, you want that person to do stand-up because it's like, it doesn't even matter if the person is funny when they first start. What matters is like, do they like it or do they not like it? And if they yeah. like it, they'll keep doing it and they'll get better.
1: Absolutely. I sucked so hard. My first set was so bad. I had a really dumb joke about like public masturbation or something. It was not my finest hour for sure. But um, I had some stupid jokes, but at the end of it, I was just like so proud of myself. And I walked off stage and everybody on the team was like, it's okay. It's okay if you don't get laughs your first time. I didn't even recognize that I, like, did poorly because I was just so excited to, like – You were
0: like, what? I didn't get laughed? I know. I was
1: like, oh, (laughs) I guess. I don't really care. Um, And, yeah, it's a fun little thing to hold on to, and it's very sweet, and everybody should get to try it. And if they don't like it, that's okay. But if they are, like, afraid of it, I don't know. Just do some freaking immersion therapy and uh, see what happens.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that we talked about that because even I'm feeling better now after that. I,
1: I really uh... – <laughs> And you're so funny. Like, you really are. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> and I don't know. It's...
0: Thank you. I wish that I could have been friends with you in college mm-hmm. and not that guy.
1: That guy. And let's say his name. It was <laughs> Logan Paul. <I> <laughs>
0: um... Yeah, it was Logan Paul. Okay. Back to the segment. Boom, boom. Next question. Boom, boom, boom. If there was a zombie apocalypse, what would be your fatal flaw?
1: I mean, I'm dumb. <laughs> I feel so... This is another thing I hate about myself. I think I am truly so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and, and maybe maybe to make that more specific, I feel very impressionable. I feel very gullible all the time. I don't think I've ever fallen for like a bad scam, but like <laughs> I can't tell you how many like ten dollar ebooks i've bought online about some stupid health thing or some stupid idea just because i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna read this and then it's gonna change my life
0: oh my god no i have so many of those ten dollar books yeah dude. always about about health or like self-help like the mental we should compare lists after I this we really
1: should and then maybe yeah we won't have to keep buying because we could have our little <laughs> library of and- stupid ebook purchases Um, yeah we'll do a swap i really i really feel on the level of like like if i was born way before and i was like an elderly person now i would have definitely given all my money to someone through an email at this point like i i am so bad um i am uh way too trusting of other people because i think because i think Mm -hmm. i'm stupid so that if they tell me something with any sort of confidence i'll just believe it so, yeah, I could probably get tricked by the zombie itself. Like, I feel like so many people <laughs> in this situation are like, what is the other person going to do? And then I'm going to lose the water that I had or whatever. But I literally think a zombie, I could just like believe that the zombie wasn't actually a zombie. It was just a person. And then I'd be like, oh, hey.
0: Zombies can be persuasive. I know.
1: I'm like, oh, anything you need to, <laughs> anything you need to unpack to like, you're doing good. And then. They eat me and I die and that'd be bad. R I P. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I also I've been in so many car accidents. I'm not the best driver. Aww. So I wonder if that would also be a problem.
0: Yeah, I bet that would be a problem. Yeah. Because in the zombie apocalypse, you gotta be speeding.
1: I know. You gotta be cruising, baby. Oh
0: <laughs> Wow, okay. Um thank you for sharing Several fatal flaws. Yeah.
1: I'm here for a good time, you know, not a long time.
0: Actually, I think I relate to like every single thing you mm. just said, aside from the car accident thing. Mm. Um, because I don't drive because I'm too scared. There we go. Uh, I liked the the one where you said, um, you just like believe what everybody tells you. Yeah, I feel that way too. Mm-hmm. I, I, like with the comedy thing when that like, guy was like, "You shouldn't do it," and I was like. <laughs> okay, I guess you're right. I will let anybody convince me to feel or think any certain way and, yeah. and convince me that I'm wrong about something. Yeah, so.
1: it's crazy. I mean, like, not to – I know that you you, uh, you have taken comedy classes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with them, and I have taken them. I've helped facilitate them. They're fine. But, like, I definitely was doing stuff in college, and then I started doing, like, UCB classes, and I had people that were older than me just being like, this is the way you have to do it. And they were helpful in a way, but like I just totally believed them that I had to climb this ladder, and it yeah. uh, was i there was really no basis for me to believe them in any way besides the fact that like that's just what everybody was doing um and you know, I don't regret it, but I definitely spent a lot more of my own money on that than I will ever feel comfortable sharing. And I kind of wish that I had had the self-confidence to be like, do I need this thing right now? Is this what I feel good doing? I could tell you a really dark story uh, if you want about it. Um, yes.
0: Yes. I want to hear it. Okay. Let's get dark. <laughs>
1: Let's get dark. So I put all my self-worth into doing comedy and believing that like I have to climb these ladders or whatever. Uh, everybody above me is telling me this. Uh, I think I have to do it. And I don't get approved for this, like, advanced study program. Like, you climb up the improv bullshit class ladder, and then you have to get into advanced study, and then... Like,
0: 401 or whatever? I took
1: 401. I didn't get in. They were like, you're not committed enough on stage. And I was like, oh, no, my main character plan hasn't worked out. (laughs) So I took like a a shorter class that was focused on performing or whatever. And I'm in that class and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it work and then I can keep moving. Um, And I had to do object work. And the teacher uh, was like, okay, you're going to eat uh, soup uh, with a spoon. So I started to do it. And then she was like, that's not soup. It looks like you're eating oatmeal right now. And she like sent me off. And I was devastated. Like, I truly, and this is, I have not really had a lot of suicidal ideation in my life, but I was waiting for the train home, and I was truly, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm, you know, I'm 20. I'm so old. I just have been trying to make this work forever. And I can't fucking hold a bowl of soup correctly. (laughs) And nothing is working. And I was like, I don't know. I just, I'm like, it really put me to such a dark place. Uh, Yeah. And maybe the darkest place, probably not the darkest place I've ever been, but that was definitely one of the first times where I was like, ooh, you need to pay attention to where you're putting all your self-worth because it can't be in your object work about a soup spoon.
0: Yeah. I thank you for sharing that story. Honestly, I feel like I keep saying this, but I really relate to that. I've (laughs) definitely had those moments where I'm like, should I keep going? Yeah. If I am never going to be good at the one thing that I want to do with my life. I know. Yeah.
1: And it's just like, at the end of the day, all you're trying to do with it is freaking self-expression so you're already you know you're all you need and you're enough and uh, I don't need to know how to eat soup
0: <laughs> yeah with my hands. yeah, eat soup with your hands
1: <laughs> just, just cup it up just
0: cup take a little sippy. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's something that also people do not talk about enough. When you get critiques, that's one person's fucking opinion.
1: so true and you just have to you have to temper it you have to be like, okay this is I can base this off of what i know about you and i will use it to my own advantage or whatever yeah
0: yeah and with stuff like that i'm like it could depend on how that person is feeling that day it Mm -hmm. could depend on how they feel about you like maybe that that person was just having a bad day and was like i'm gonna take it out on this 20 year old Mm -hmm. it happens more than you think all right what is your weirdest hidden talent
1: Well, okay, one thing I, like, I feel stupid, but I'm pretty good at, like, picking up samples in music. Like, if I hear something sampled, I can be like, oh, I know where that's from. Or if I hear the original song and i am only heard the sample song, I can be like, oh, I know what that is. And I think that that's cool.
0: (laughs) I love that answer because I do that, too.
1: Nice.
0: (laughs) Oh, um, Liam, I think right now it's time for us to share... A hidden talent that we have together
1: oh boy oh
0: liam and i like to make (laughs) mashups we like to make mashups and by that i mean we get karaoke tracks of a certain song and we sing a different song on top of it and we send them to each other as voice memos
1: did we just i feel like for a while there all we were doing was (laughs) can't stop
0: my favorite song can't stop by red hot chili peppers yeah
1: (laughs) Or maybe it was just mostly Red Hot Chili Pepper songs because I definitely remember playing the, the hot in here beat and then um no, but then I think I did Mr. Brightside over that. I don't know. Either way, it was we are very talented.
0: <laughs> there was there was definitely some Danny California in there. Oh yeah. Some Mr. Brightside, some Mambo number no. five, which is my go to. Mm. I'll try to find one of them and uh, maybe maybe tuck it into the end of the episode if I can get it. Yeah,
1: play it in the outro. Because
0: <laughs> that was a very special time when we were sending each other mashups.
1: It really was. Oh my god. I, I have really appreciated how our friendship has um, blossomed.
0: Me too, buddy. <laughs> Alright, Liam. What is the last thing you spiraled over?
1: I don't think i listen to enough cool music or watch enough cool movies or read enough cool books and i think that i uh, feel i think this is another reason i feel stupid a lot is because i'm like not i feel like culturally canon wise i'm not caught up enough um
0: no me too i don't read
1: yeah i mean i <laughs> really don't and i am just getting back into doing it more regularly
0: I don't read, and it takes me four hours to finish a single movie.
1: I recently spiraled thinking about how there will not be enough time in the world for me to listen to all the old cool music and also still try to keep up on the new cool music. Yeah. My roommate and my girlfriend, I think, have really cool taste, and I just want to catch up, and I know that I never will. And I'm spiraling on that, and I remember... I think, like, last week I was telling that to my friend, our friend, Andrew.
0: Love the guy. Andrew Shearer. Shout out.
1: Oh, shout out. Uh, And he (laughs) said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You're fine. And I was like. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that is.
0: Yeah. No, I really relate to this, though. This is something that I think about all the time. I will not have enough time to listen to all of the music that I want to listen to. I won't have time to catch up on all of the movies that I haven't seen yet, like the classic movies. Mm. Sometimes I literally will lay in bed awake being like, they really do just keep coming out with stuff, don't they?
1: (laughs) It just doesn't stop. And then when you like, uh, it's such a bad way to look at the world. But then like, when I go do something, because I feel like I have to, and then I watch it and it's not good. I'm like, all right. Like, last night I went and I saw this movie from the 40s. I didn't fucking care for it. And then I was like, oh, man, I could have been watching something. I could have been re-watching Mad Men right now, and I would have had a better time. Um, yeah, I feel like I spiraled about what I was spiraling about.
0: <laughs> All right. So that brings us to the Q&A portion of our podcast episode. So I feel like we already got into like what your start as a comedian was like. Um, Do you have anything else to share about like what your journey has been like after, you know, the the old college start?
1: So I started in college. I was doing stuff in college. I was also doing stuff outside of college. I was burning myself out, but I was having a lot of fun trying to make it work and feel good about myself. And then I graduated college and I was still in the city in New York City trying to do it and then my mom passed away and then I got laid off from my job and mm-hmm. I my lease was ending and I was so I mean all of those things were very frustrating, but I was also just feeling such a lack of community in the comedy stuff. I think I'm just giving you the the quick Wikipedia summary now, but uh Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I was feeling very bad about everything and my friend had gone to clown college, uh, in Belgium.
0: Beautiful. And
1: I was like, that sounds so cool. And then there was a in, little intensive thing in Philadelphia, like a three-week clown intensive, Um, and my brother was already down here, and I didn't really know a lot about Philly, but I was like, I mean, I guess I kind of did, but like we would come down on stuff, but like, I didn't really know what the scene was going to be like or anything, and I was like, oh, it'd be fun to go do, and I didn't really think that would be my thing, but I went, and I did a three-week program, and it was the funniest I had felt in such a long time, Uh, and it was very sweet and freeing, and I just had a really good time here, and so then I decided to move down here. It was also freeing and just really, I, I really liked just feeling like there were a lot of different opportunities to kind of meet people more quickly and like get on stage um, and really try stuff out. And I'm really grateful for being able to do stuff in Philadelphia. Um, I'm really grateful for my time in New York and the people that I met there and everything. Um, but I'm also really happy that I've been able to. You know, um, host shows here and uh, do stuff, especially at Fergie's Pub, for probably four four or five years now, um, almost consistently. Amazing!
0: Yeah, you've been doing Fergie's a long time.
1: Yeah, I guess I moved here fall of twenty eighteen, and I started hosting on Sunday nights there in like January. 2019, I guess? Wow. Yeah, because then I did that for a year, and then I started hosting a little Wednesday show. I recall having you on it. That was the last show that anybody did before the freaking pandemic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right before the pandemic, I was booked on, like, four different shows, and then I got to do that one, and that was, like, it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was just what happened, I guess. I don't know. If, ask me another question if you want. No, uh,
0: I... No, I really loved that answer. It sounds like you got, like, the fresh start that you needed.
1: Yeah. Um, And it almost felt like I had to leave to – like, I had to do it for myself. Like, every time I go back to New York, I have a great time catching up with everybody. And I'm like, why did I leave? But I think it was just, like, a thing I kind of had to do for myself. And I'm glad that I, you know, still get a little bit of the both worlds. And it's been very sweet. Um, Oh, you know what? The other thing that – i'm leaving out is that in the pandemic i started doing a call-in show on twitch yeah and that was a really uh high point in my little little life yeah
0: yeah i called into the show once that was really fun i think i called in on like christmas eve or something
1: oh yeah
0: that was really cool that was a special time
1: i do recall i was sitting in front of a fire yeah
0: yeah it's really cool that you have like tried a lot of different things it sounds like you have like done almost everything that a comic can do
1: maybe what else i <laughs> i wish i could do more musical comedy i really uh
0: oh, me too
1: yeah um that's maybe the one thing and then yeah i mean i like it all i get so bored and i i think that's like it's almost like a weird byproduct of like the whole competition thing is that I also feel like I have to like yeah. be trying something new and be doing something cool. And there was definitely something with that, with the way that I did stand-up in college, which was we would have like four shows a semester, but we would never repeat jokes. So I would just keep trying to find new things to do, uh-huh. um, which led to a lot of bad material that was really stupid. But um, <laughs> it also just pushed me to be like, oh, what's what's fun to me? What's interesting? Um, yeah. And it's been nice to try and keep that going.
0: Do you think you're going to be sticking to stand-up for a while, or do you, are there like other things that you want to do?
1: Um, I truly will never stop doing it as long as I can. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, like, in whatever capacity, I don't know, but like, it's, and maybe this isn't great, but it truly is the most present I ever feel is when I'm on uh, stage. Um,
0: why wouldn't that be great?
1: I don't know. Maybe I should feel present when I'm like just hanging out. Um, right. I, I mean, I do, but like,
0: no, I think that this is, I think that this is a thing for performers. I don't think that it means anything about how you engage in your personal life necessarily.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'll always do it in some capacity, but I do want to do more video stuff. Um, I definitely like am more interested in trying to kind of cultivate bigger things than um, just continuing to just do up, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't ever want to stop doing it um and i think like the video the club video thing was great to kind of knock me off my ass and actually make something and now i'm kind of like all right let's keep doing it um i don't need external deadlines i can make my own little internal deadlines and i can have fun and this is validating so yeah
0: Yeah, I really loved your club video uh, video that you did with Andrew.
1: Um,
0: Are you going to be posting it anywhere?
1: Um, Yeah, we need to add the credits onto it. And I think I was gone for a week in L.A. and then we've just been uh, hanging out. But we will post it up soon. And I think we're going to try and work on some more stuff. I'm putting it out there now. Uh, Manifesting, the two of us will be continuing to make a few more things. And it should be fun. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay, Liam, is there anything that you don't like about yourself as a comedian?
1: Oh, so much. Obviously, everybody says mm-hmm. that. Or maybe people don't say that. Now I'm trying to remember back to their episodes. Um, I mean, it's like, I think all the things that I don't like are also the good things or whatever. I'm sure everybody's saying that. But uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if I don't like, I, I have a hard time acting kind of like I'm interested in telling whatever joke I'm interested in if I'm not um uh-huh. and that is like i think that has always been something people have told me is like it's so easy to tell that you don't like whatever you're saying up here and part of that is that like i am interested in trying to find new stuff like i'd rather just be doing newer jankier things than like really refining something and i kind of wish that wasn't the case i wish that i was better at kind of like sitting down and like really like honing in on things and i'm trying to get better at that but yeah i definitely like feel like I have this, like, short attention span or whatever, and I'm like, I just want to do whatever's new and whatever's fun. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Another thing is that I definitely, I, I do a lot of crowd work, and I love that about myself, but I can also see how it can be a little annoying, both to everybody, and also, like, to a showrunner or to my, the people in the audience or even myself where I'm like, why did I jump on talking to this person about, like I talked to this person last Wednesday about like they got into law school and I asked them what kind of law they wanted to get into. And I couldn't like find a riff in it. And it just ended uh-huh. up me being like, what do you think about you're going, this is great that you're going to law school. <laughs> and at the end of it, I was just like, why did I go down? Like, I didn't have to do this. My co-host Shane once was like, you are like a puppy that is just kind of like pouncing on everybody and you need to kind of let them come to you a little bit more. And I was like, yeah, but I really do like feeling like a
0: that is so funny. freaking
1: golden lab up on that stage. Um,
0: you, that is literally the kind of dog that you are.
1: Thank you. <laughs> what kind of dog are you?
0: Um, Like, uh, I'm like a, one of those like black poodles with a bow in its hair.
1: Oh, hell yeah. So we know that uh, she's a girl.
0: (laughs) All right, buddy. Um, This is something that I wanted to ask you about because I feel like I have often come to you for help and advice with this. When you're having trouble believing in yourself comedically or creatively, or when you're in a little bit of a rut, what do you do to pull yourself out?
1: Um, this is hard because I have a hard time doing it and I feel like I don't actually mm-hmm. know how I uh, figure it out but looking at things more objectively I think just in even like a stupid like day to day kind of way is like helpful to me to just remember that like things are continuing to move on and like nothing is so bad and I think so much of like not believing in myself is wrapped up in this thing of like all my worth is derived by other people so if I don't Meet some expectations, like I will be alone. Um, and, you know, I'm unpacking that uh, all the time. There's just something in like remembering to stay present and be like, oh, okay, like uh, maybe I didn't have a good set, or maybe I didn't do the thing I needed to do, or like I'm looking for jobs right now because I'm unemployed and I keep getting rejected. And that's been tough. But mm-hmm. when I take a moment and I'm like, well, I still have my friends and I still have my health when I don't eat bread or shrimp, and <laughs> I still have, um, you know, things that I like, uh, myself. Um, journaling has been really helpful and just being like, this is what I did yesterday. And I did all these things and the world is not ending for me. So I guess it can't be that bad. And I guess I can't be that bad.
0: That's a beautiful answer. I like that because it's really like a piece of advice that we're given a lot. Yeah. It's, it's essentially be mindful and practice gratitude. Yeah. But it works. My God, it works. It
1: really works. It's, it's just <laughs> like, you got to get to it on your own, I guess. I don't know.
0: All right. We have reached the part of the episode where we read the list of the 10 things that you hate about you. Right now, it looks like I only have three things for you. So what we're going to do now is uh, I'm going to pressure you and bully you into coming up with the remaining items of things that you hate about yourself let's get it all right number four
1: uh i'm really bad with money i spend it too much on stupid little ebooks um again this is not virtue signaling i always tip way too much and people are like you are not in a good financial place right now why are you tipping 40 percent?" and i'm like because i fucking have to (laughs) um and that's me being stupid uh
0: no reckless tipping is so real
1: hell yeah um what else? Oh, I drink Red Bull. Man, what a lame thing! Um, <laughs> energy drinks are uh, not attractive. I think.
0: All right, number six.
1: I would say that I smoke cigarettes, but I'm two weeks clean right now. So we're gonna once again manifest that that's not happening. So I won't put that on there.
0: Good job, buddy. I'm not. I'm not writing it down.
1: Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, You know, I gotta have a take. I always have to have a hot take on some stupid bullshit. And you know, I'm just trying to get better about like, I watched the Oscars with some people and David Byrne was doing their best original song. He was on screen. And I was like, who "Who likes David Byrne? And everybody raised their hand except for me. And then people are like, what, you don't like him? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. He's just kind of a lot, right? And then my girlfriend was like, like late, like the next day, she was like, I can't believe you hate David Byrne. And I was like, I don't actually hate David Byrne. I think I'm just making like a (laughs) reactive, like take on something because I don't even like, he's just everywhere. And I'm like, well, really, I like the talking heads and I don't hate David Byrne. And I think he's kind of cool. So why did I have to have that take? I just don't know. Yeah,
0: really playing with fire, saying that in a room full of I people. Know. I,
1: and I was just hoping that more people would agree with me. And then I felt like a dumbass. And then I had to double down on it because I need to be, I have some chip on my shoulder for the rest of my life, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: All right. Number seven.
1: Um, I can't buy normal pants. Like, let's see, what am I wearing? Look at these fucking, what is this? I'm wearing like.
0: Okay, we got some plaid going on here?
1: Yeah, they're like trousers, but they're basically glorified sweatpants. And I just have all these like (laughs) fancy sweatpants, and I can't just buy a fucking pair of like blue jeans. And uh, I have one billion t shirts. Maybe these are separate things. I have one billion t shirts, (laughs) and I don't have any normal pants. And I met my girlfriend's parents for the first time when I was out in LA. And I literally had to go to Land's End right before I went so that I could buy normal ass clothes because I did not have any.
0: Land's End is the perfect place to buy clothes to meet your girlfriend's parents. Yeah, Folks, write that down.
1: Oh, it's a lesson to live by. Yeah, so that's seven.
0: It, that is seven and eight. And I just want to say, Liam, you have beautiful style. So Thank you so much. If that helps you hate it a little bit less.
1: No, I I like it. I, I mean, uh, I famously wear a choker all the time. Uh, yeah, I like my style a lot. I feel like I kind of stumbled into it. But it needs to get better now because so often people are coming up to me and they're going, oh, I saw that on uh, an Instagram ad. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm lame again. Oh. Um, so... <laughs> I am proud of my style. It could be better. Um, And I think if I had more normal pants and less than a billion T-shirts, it could be better. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, I have a bad memory, but I feel like that's a dumb kind of thing. What else? What else? What else? What else is going on in my life?
0: We need two more things. Just two.
1: I know. Um,
0: Honestly, I think that I hate that I have a bad memory is a good one.
1: Great. Yeah. Yeah. I it's so annoying and it's just like I can't remember anything from before like even high school is just so hazy to me and I don't know if that's mm-hmm. like I'm pushing things out or whatever, but it, my brother will sometimes just like say a thing and I'll laugh and then he'll go, You you said that that one time and I'm like, Oh <laughs> and it's not even like a fun, like ah, I'm so funny. It's just like a damn if I could remember this stuff then I could probably use it. Um Yeah. Yeah. What else? I am a web developer. I kind of hate that about myself.
0: I hate that I am a web developer. I kind of
1: hate that I'm a web developer. Yeah. I like, I just went to school and I wanted to be a comedian. And then I was like, well, I have to major in something real. So I'll major in computer science. And... You know, um,
0: I feel like that's a pretty good choice, though.
1: It was a good choice in the sense that I have had jobs. It was a bad choice in the sense that I kind of hate them all. But at the end of the day, a job is a job, I guess. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't complain too much. But also, you know, like I I wish that I could tell people uh, like I can't even tell people that I am a computer programmer. I usually just say that I clack on the keys so that I can seem a little more interesting than I actually am.
0: You're a pianist. (laughs)
1: yes i am a one more is that where we're at
0: um i i did number nine bad memory number 10 i hate that i'm a web developer so that's that's the 10 things yay all right buddy it's time for me to read your list of 10 things that you hate about yourself all in a row are you ready
1: okay
0: yes all right (laughs) number one I hate that I have food allergies. Number two, I hate that I'm not good at handling conflict. Number three, I hate that I am dumb, parentheses gullible. Number four, I hate that I am bad at money. Number five, I hate that I drink Red Bull. Number six, I hate that I always have a hot take. Number seven, I hate that I don't have normal pants. Number eight, I hate that I have one billion t-shirts. Number nine, I hate that I have a bad memory. And number 10, I hate that I am a web developer. Liam, how do you feel after hearing all of those things said all in a row about yourself?
1: You know, I feel good. I feel like all my strengths, all my weaknesses, are also some of my strengths, and I gotta love me for me.
0: I think so too. Thank you. I think there's room to spin all of those things, except for the food allergies, maybe.
1: Yeah, I maybe it maybe it's made me more of an empathetic person to other people with food allergies. Who's to say?
0: Mm-hmm. Or you could reframe it as like you get more attention. <laughs>
1: so, true. oh from my servers. god I get the worst kind of attention, one time I yeah. went, I gotta say this I gotta say this, I uh, one time I went to a dim sum place, because everybody wanted to go, I knew I wasn't going to be able to eat anything there, mm. but they were still like, you should ask, you should ask and I turned to the waitress and I was like, I have a gluten allergy, I assume there's nothing I can eat, and she was like yeah, <laughs> no there's, there's nothing and she takes the menu and she starts flipping through the page and she's like you can't have that and you can't have that and you definitely can't have that and you can't have that and i was like i i already said i can't have anything here um yeah just tea for
0: me please can can you have the tea
1: yeah (laughs) the cup is made out of bread so
0: unfortunately (laughs) you've heard of bread bowls now here's bread cup
1: (laughs) billion dollar idea
0: All right, we have reached our final segment of the podcast. So, what do you want me to do about that? And in this segment, you assign me homework for the upcoming week, which can be any task that could help me feel good and hate myself a little bit less. Um, for last week's homework, our previous guest Justin Crosby told me that I should listen to "Girl, Put Your Records On" to mark the end of the workday, and uh, I I did do that once or twice. I did forget a lot. But mm. the the couple of times that I did it that I remembered, that was nice. That was really nice. That's sweet. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely want to work on my ending the workday routine.
1: It's so hard. I mean, working from home, right? Like you're just like.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do work from home um, a lot and it can be really hard to. And, you know, I'm very thankful that I can work from home. Um, my job usually isn't like a work from home kind of thing, but they've been very um, they've They've been very uh, nice to me ever since I learned that Simba has diabetes and I have like needed to be like a little bit closer to him since I'm the only person that can take care of him. Um, So I'm very lucky, but it is Mm -hmm. important to kind of tighten up the routines once that happens. So, yeah. All right, Liam, what do you want me to do for this coming week?
1: Did anybody say to cook a meal yet? What? To cook, like cook yourself a meal. Did anybody do that in the past?
0: oh yeah nobody's done that
1: (laughs) but you don't want to do that so I'll pick a different one that's fine Um... no
0: I no, I so for those who don't already know I have a very weird relationship with cooking I know how to cook I just don't like it I find it very tiring and I hate having to clean up after but I will say there is I've been wanting to get back into it and there is a recipe that I've been wanting to do
1: it's soup. Incredible. Soup is, soup is good. There's like a cauliflower leek soup that I make sometimes. It's not that messy. It's good. It's going to last for a little bit. So if you want to do it, I can pick a new one if you want. But I I have always – yeah. I mean if I like really – Like if I make like a risotto or something, like it's not the most efficient. It does get really messy, but then I really enjoy the food and it's usually a comforting thing I do for myself. So that was just my thought. Um,
0: Yeah, no, I want us to go with your first thought and for me to maybe get out of my comfort zone a little bit because it has been on my mind. I don't love Mm -hmm. living off of, you know, the Trader Joe's frozen meals and the takeout and the, you know, the quick Dunkin stuff or whatever. Like, like, it's fine. And I, I like the trade off of not having to clean up or do dishes. But, you know, I've been thinking maybe it's time for me to try to reintroduce it. So, so this is my sign. The fact that this is the first thing that you thought of.
1: Yeah. And, you know, if it's if it's too much or if it's messy or whatever it's like this isn't you're not becoming straight up meal prep girly you're just doing this warm meal for yourself have a nice little Red Bull mocktail with it and um, (laughs) you know maybe do it in time for the berry episode who knows
0: ooh yeah beautiful
1: (laughs) nothing like soup nothing like Red Bull mocktail and Bill Hader
0: at (laughs) 10pm Because that's when the show airs. Okay. I did forget. (laughs) All right. Liam, thank you for that piece of homework. I'm really excited to see what I do with this. I will do the same. All right. We've reached the end of the episode. Liam, is there anything you want to plug? Where can we find you on socials? Give us the whole deal.
1: Yeah. uh, Every Wednesday at Fergie's Pub, we run Off leash Comedy at 930 at night. If you ever want some free comedy, it is great. I think we really try to book a lot of different people and bring a great free show to people. Um, and it's a nice bar. So would say that is going on. Um, my Instagram is Liam underscore underscore Paris. And my Twitter is Liam Two underscore Paris. I couldn't get, I need, I have been DMing the person who has just the one underscore forever. And their account is inactive and I can't get it. It's really annoying. Mm. Um, Yeah, if you have any work, web development work for me, maybe let me know. I would love to get a job off of this podcast episode. Um, Friend
0: Liam on LinkedIn.
1: Boom. And yeah, that's it. Maybe you'll see me around uh, around the city. I'll be wearing a choke.
0: (laughs) All right, Liam. Thank you so much for being on the episode with me today. Thank you for being a great friend. Thank you for being the prettiest comic in Philadelphia. You're the uh, best. You're very special to me. So,
1: thank you, Sam. You're very <laughs> special to me. Thank you for making a great podcast that, as a listener, I can say it is very helpful to, uh, you know, know what other people are going through and uh, empathize.
0: Thanks, buddy. That means a lot, and I'm happy that you get to be that person for other people in this episode Yay. too. Bye, everybody.
1: <laughs> Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of 10 Things I Hate About Me. Follow the podcast at 10 Things I Hate About Me Pod. Let me know what you hate about yourself. Okay, love you. Bye!